Chicago, my motive is stay alive. Stay up, stay up. Never fade away like mine. I never fade. I'm, I'm dripping like Fiji, watching slide. I can't keep it PG all the time. Yo, like yo, 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 what's like good? What's happening? We back. Jack and Taco to the Culture, the episode 83. It's your boy Chris J. Got the whole squad on here. Y'all go ahead and do y'all sales, G. Hola, it's Trail Shop. What's good, it's DC. Yo, what up, it's Kim. Alright, glad to be back. Been a pretty eventful week for what we got in store for you guys this week. So, let's go ahead and get into what we've been reading, watching, and playing this week. Excuse me. In terms of reading, Jump has been on break, so uh, nothing to read, but... If you know what I did read, I did read the coronavirus numbers and seeing how blanketed they are right now. So enjoy laughing at that. Then for playing, uh, playing Ghost of Tsushima, that's it. That's all I've been playing, enjoying it. Uh, I'm finally in Act 2. I'm like probably the way behind everybody else in terms of this game. But fortunately, work is stressful right now. So Uh, then... For watching, I've been watching a lot because there's a lot to watch this freaking season. Anime, uh, God of High School has been consistently lit. I think it's been three, four episodes in so far. And I enjoyed every episode. Every episode has hands. And even though we're slowly getting introduced to plot, I'm still really much enjoying it for what it is. Because it's people in the community kind of upset because... I guess it's a look that's strength from the manga, the webtoon, I guess, and they're really upset. But based off what I've read as well, the writer, the original writer of the webtoon said he's he's happy to be able to change the anime up as well compared to the webtoon. So so that so that's interesting in itself. Uh Black Clover, uh I think it's in filler hell right now, so that's that. Still uh doing my rewatch of Yu Hakusho. Show. Sword Art this week was really good. Uh, shout out to the Koreans and Chinese people going to war against the Japanese in a freaking video game. That's hilarious. Uh, a Hero No Sorrow has been really solid. Uh, ReZero is, was really good. Shout out to our uh, simp MVP, uh, Amelia. Shout out to you. Uh, we don't rock with, uh, we don't rock. With trying to be friends with uh, losers and people who are not going to help your cause. So, just hold that L. Uh, Origaru was decent this week. And fire, we have to give Fire Force's props, G. Fire Force has been good all four episodes so far. Pure heat. And I'm uh, cool with that. Uh, Rental Girlfriend. I'm just going to say it now. This nigga Kazuya is the number one simp ever, bro. Undisputed. Undisputed. So that's that. So nothing to really add. <laughs> what you say, Cam? That boy is a simp. He is the simp. Let's just keep it G real. He is the simp. So, like, I hope that they can just add his face to the definition of simp, G. Like a picture, because it's it's my man's is pathetic at this point. Uh, 
Food Wars was really good as well. And that's it for me this week. So. Alright, so we pause because I thought I was winning. It turns out I was losing. Alright, so for me, um, shoot, I haven't read anything um, in terms of watching. So like for the seasonal stuff, um, personally, I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen the episode of Tower of God at all. Um Tower of God. I seen bits and pieces of Five Force, but I didn't watch the episode. <laughs> Cam let me know about the rented girlfriend stuff, G. That's not my stilo anyway, so I <laughs> it ain't my stilo anyway. Uh, so I ain't I ain't even participating really watching it unless Cam was watching it and uh, he quit it, so it looked like I ain't gonna watch it no more either. Um it was funny why I lasted though, but Thinking you can only get so funny when somebody paying not for vagina, because that's a different conversation, but paying for you know an interaction. You hate <laughs> to hear it. Um, so but as I think I've been been watching Trigon. I don't know what episode I said I left off on last week. You can check it to find out. But um I'm think I'm on twenty ones. I'm either twenty one or twenty, or I'm on like twenty two. I lost track because I watch it on my phone and on PS4, so I, I like sometimes when I'm on PS4, it'd be like on episode 13, but I'll look on my phone, it's like on episode 18 or something like that. So I, I lost track. But, um, um, but it's a really good show. Uh, 26 episodes. I don't know how to wrap it up because a lot of like, like plots that involves his brother, Nails, and that involves, um, uh, this dude named Legato that knows about, uh, my man's, um, What's that dude name? Uh, Vash the Stampedo knows about his um like situation, so it's really really cool. Uh, like my homie, like Byron's telling me the um the priest, I f- I literally forgot his name, but I said I wasn't gonna forget his name for the podcast, and I forgot his name. It's a really cool character. His name is just something weird. Hold on, real quick. Let me look up uh Trigun cast. Uh, I just deleted a page. I probably needed Trigun cast or characters um okay i accidentally uh one second uh all right wolfwood there you go wolfwood the priest dude who got a big old cross but it's actually either a bunch of guns and one big old gun at the same time really really cool character um i i like vashel like because he fits like the character types that I like in main characters that's like really really strong but also like really 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 peaceful um but like I understand why Wolfwood is probably almost everybody else's other favorite character because folks just cold um but like it's been a really really good show can't wait to finish it probably try to finish it tonight probably won't be able to finish it if I push it like to tomorrow on the days after got a lot of stuff ahead but um yeah, um, it's just been good. I'm not going to drop it, so I'm happy about that. I thought with, like, being an old show that I want to drop it because I either want to get bored from it or I just want to forget about it. But I've really been enjoying myself, and I can't wait to get on to the next OG I'm going to get myself on to. Um, as for playing, so uh, I get Ghost of Tsushima out my way. Um, out the way, I beat it and platinum it. Bittersweet situation because I can't play the game no more because there's nothing to do. And ain't no such thing as a new game plus in that game. Um, but beat it, uh, flipped it over, seen everything you can see. There's no fog on my map. Uh, and I did everything I possibly can. 
to say my experience, the ending was good, except for one thing I didn't like, but that has nothing to do with, like, the story. It's something that I fixed in my head that should have happened and that it didn't happen. It really tipped me off. But um, other than that, like, the ending was really, really freaking good, in my opinion. Um, I liked it. It gives you a choice at the end that don't really affect, like, any end game. I mean, after game, because there is no end game or after game, whatever you call it. Um, so, but it's it's a really cool choice to decide, like, what type of person you was and how did you feel about certain characters throughout uh, your gameplay experience. I love that part, and I really love during that end. Um, uh, any, any listeners out there struggling to get through the game because you either in question mark hell or you're, um, or you don't like like all the tracking missions and stuff like that. I would say the end for me it was extremely satisfying. It, it didn't, it didn't really, you know, make me mad for all I did because it's not like the game made me do it. I did it to myself when it came to like doing all the side quests and stuff like that. Um, in terms of like, uh, like I said, I don't give games ratings, so I just say it was really, really good. Um, I still like for somebody who did every single sad quest in that game. And I thought it, I didn't, I just thought you had like to do a set month, but that trophy particularly says do every uh, tale of Tashima. So that's like all the sad quests plus the, the mythic tales, plus the character tales and stuff like that. And I did it. And for, I, I would say that was probably like the downfall of my experience was like, and it's something I did to myself, so I don't really blame the game, but literally every mission is the same. When you, if you want to keep it buck, when it comes to a lot like the, the the tales, of course they have like the same like like structure. So maybe it will be follow the bow dude to this place just to shoot some bow and arrows. Or then it would be um, follow Mikasa, which is, I'm going to get to that later, one of my favorite characters in that whole entire game. But follow Mikasa, to go see what other family member got burnt to a crisp. But, um, <laughs> like, they all pretty much had, like, almost the same structure. But some of them was really good. Like, Norio, if I'm saying his name right, the monk, I enjoyed his. I enjoyed Mikasa's. I enjoyed Yuna's. Um, uh, I enjoyed the Mictic Tales. And I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed the Mictic Tales, particularly when I make you do the duels. I love that aspect of the game. Enjoyed that. Uh, I enjoyed the main story. It wasn't any main story mission I was particularly ticked off with. Uh, the main story probably was, was some of the best stuff I did. I mean, was playing in that game, especially when you start to get further and further and turn into, like, the freaking ghost, which is your name. Um, so all of that was amazing. Um, so, like, when it comes to, like, the characters and wrapping up their stories, I liked pretty much all of them. Like, I liked pretty much most of them. So, Say, for instance, um, like, Eunice, Eunice don't have that long, but I love Eunice. Um, then you have, uh, what the heck is her name? Mikasa, Mikasa, I don't know how to say her name. I'm probably even saying the goddamn the chick from Attack on Titan. But um, hers probably ended better than everybody else's. Um, not going to say the ending, but her ending did make me be like, well, this was a bunch of bull crap. Um, I'm depending on how you if you feel the same way I felt when it came to his, but the Bodu has the worst ending out of all of the tales, 
and that that's depending on how you felt or what you think the ending should have been. But the ending was not that. Um, mm. And I'm not going to spoil it because I want everybody to experience the pain that I felt in my heart when that ending wasn't that. But um, uh, and I think DC probably know what I'm talking about. But uh, um, like in in all in all in all, it was a really good story. I mean, a really good game. DC went to a part and I was like <laughs> I didn't laugh at anything but I was like that was folks fault that that happened so um he did that part he showed me in like PlayStation and stuff like that but it was a cool game lastly um so I'm playing so I want to say it's not like a review or anything because I can't review a game I'm actually not being able to play in the sense that I'm continuously freaking losing so I'm playing Civ Civ is a strategy game about conquering the world I realized that God didn't put me in that place to own a country or something like that because it's not my destiny because I'm not doing a good job at it. Um, uh, it's a strategy game. It's like a chess game. I, I love simulation and strategy games. That doesn't mean I'm good at them, but I love playing them, even though I'm, I'm literally not good at those games. I'm not good at SimCity. I always have traffic problems or problems with people not going to work. I don't know how to put the, the, the streets right with the, the, the public transportation mixed with the schooling to get the education. Not good with some type of games, but I love playing them for the creation aspect. And I don't like sandbox on those type of games, so I like doing it myself. And for the things I do right, I get satisfaction of actually climbing those humps. Um, Steve, on the other hand, like SimCity, it's a, it's, a, it's a simulation game in which you do a lot of things, but it's more on like being the first to conquer the world. So you can do it in many ways. You can do it through religion, which is kind of cool if you think about it, because you can conquer the world literally just being like religious uh, um, and spreading the good words of whatever religion that you want to do. You can make your own religion. Like um, I made a religion called Big Woo for the big homie Pop Smoke, and we particularly do a lot of things on Wednesday. But like it's, it's man, you I lost that game. But um, so it gives you five hundred turns. But as I look through many, many walkthroughs on YouTube, my home button on my YouTube, on my app, on the app, is about to look really, really different when I wake up in the morning. Because it's not going to be anything I'm subscribed to. It's going to be nothing but CF gameplay. And I I probably done went through like six YouTubers trying to teach me how to play the game. And all of them did a fantastic job with the tutorial, but it barely helped. Um, but like, you get to pick through different like, world leaders so like right now i'm playing as gilgamesh um gilgamesh is a world leader that relies on domination through like brute force and military so that's what i'm doing like i just that that done taking over a city state called stockholm was really really easy because gilgamesh makes it easy to do those things but you can play as people like quinn jen i don't know his freaking name but he's from like the chinese dynasty you can be full of like you can win through culture and tourism more people just focusing on your city or you could be gandhi and win through science or religious i think gandhi do religion and science but bump gandhi by the way but like if you win through like um science is basically at the end game you sending people to mars and since you're the only colony on mars you look you won the game so it's a lot um it's very strategical. Even and me, I got on the like the base difficulty. I got it on like a map. The map size is tiny. Um, you know, I got it on small. I got the map size on small. Uh, but I still find myself like restarting and retiring. 
because either my eye hurt from staring at the screen all day or my camp got raided by barbarians because I was taking over some other city or some other stuff happening. It's not to say I'm not having fun because I am because the more I mess up, the more I learn. And that's the part of like, like playing a game at that aspect that you're not really good at, but it's, it's fun to me. So it's, I'm glad I got on my list. I'm not regretting anything. Uh, it's it's holding me till whatever next. I don't even know. Oh, UFC. That probably be the next game I toy with. Uh, whenever that comes out, I think that comes out on the fourteenth of August. Um. So yeah, that's it for me. It's other than all, it's been a, a cool week. I graduate literally in two days, so uh, it's going to be like a new chapter in my life. Literally after that day. Um. But yeah, that's it for me. Cool. I um for me I'll start with reading. I did read the super chapter. Um, I don't know if I talked about that last week. Did I? I don't know. I read that too. I th- did we talk about it last week? Because I don't remember I don't if we so. did or not. But uh, yeah. Shout out to Moro. Um, I don't know. Like, they, me and Dacho talked about this in a uh, party, but, like, dude that writes and draws that he's he's pretty cold. Like, I like the direction he's going. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think Dragon Ball is a series that I should try to dive too deep into it, so I'm just enjoying uh, what Moro's doing, so that's it for the super chapter. Um, I'll go with playing. I, I love Ghost of Tsushima. I'm getting close. I'm in Act 3 right now. I'm getting close to the end. I've been sending Daytrail some screenshots of what I've been going through. So this is probably one of my favorite games that I've played. One of the few games I've played on the PS4. So this is up there out of the stuff I've played on this uh, console. I really enjoyed the story. I agree the story is the most strong part of this um, game. I really don't care for a lot of the side quests much, especially the bow dude. I don't like him. I don't really want to finish his anymore, but I think I still got some more left, but it's whatever. I'll probably finish it by the next time I get on the um, pod. So that's it for gaming. Um, for watching, I watched... I, I just started Neon Genesis Evangelion last night, so I'm on episode... Hey, we were supposed to start that together, no homo. Hey, man. I I, I'll stop. I'll stop, but I, I, I was bored, man. I couldn't sleep, so I watched it. I enjoy I like I like the old art art style of like the nineties. I don't know. I just love how uh the mechs look. How like cause like for me drawing like drawing anything mechanical sucks for me. So whenever I see that in animation, it impresses me. Cause you gotta draw all the little cogs and um mechanical joints and shit. Like that's really dope to me. So I mean I don't like mech anime though. But we'll see if I enjoy this, if I drop it or not. I'll wait for Day Trail. I'm just finish this episode and then I'll wait. But uh, I enjoy it. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, what else did I read? I mean, watch. Uh, oh, the Origairu episode was good. Uh, we finally get to see why Yukino was in that suit. So. Oh, yeah, in the intro. Yep. Yeah. It'd be funny if she goes to the actual prom dressed like that. I'm not going to lie. But I don't think she will. It was a, you know, I, I enjoyed them giving spotlight to Yui. I don't think she's going to win. But I do enjoy, you know, them giving her her shine because she's kind of been in the background. 
so far. It's been pretty much Yukino. That's why I think the season's pretty much about is all about Yukino. But I do enjoy, you know, giving them spotlight to her, having her have her moment with Hachiman. So that was pretty sweet. Um, I hope you that's enjoyed it. that last moment. You said, oh, you said what? I hope you enjoyed that last moment. Yeah, because she's not getting anything else. <laughs> Buddy don't even want to go to prom, so we don't even know if he's going to be there. So, uh, but I, it's, it's, I'm going to take it slow because I think I got spoiled, but I'm not sure yet, so I'm just going to shit. My fault. Hold on, I need some water. Uh, I'm going to chill on reading like the reddits and stuff because I think I got spoiled so I'm just going to watch it I'm not going to get in the community at all because I want to see I want to be fresh with how this stuff ends um, next that I watched is I don't remember I, uh, I think I watched no I didn't watch Peter Grill this week I didn't watch Monster Doctor and I didn't watch I did check the Rent a Girlfriend episode out I like the series but um, I didn't like the pacing in this episode from what I saw. So, like, I feel like they're really upplaying his, like, patheticness, which I know, like, you know, drama, you know, brings interest, but uh, I don't know. Like, I can see why, because not just you guys, I've seen other people not liking uh, or not enjoying Kazuya. I guess it's just a different experience. Looking back at it, he does seem a lot more simpish than I remember him because when I was reading it I was just reading in a straight shot I wasn't really focusing on too much of the shit he's doing so I got a question for you DC what and it's not necessarily putting you on the spot um but I had to ask you this question and I don't I, if it spoils Chris we always got to remind ourselves that Chris said he don't care about spoilers um what is likable about him and if I you like have to particularly say anything in the story go ahead because i'm not watching it but what makes that character likable okay i didn't necessarily like him out the gate when i was reading it i was just interested in the story but where he goes in in the story i kind of like how it goes because he's pretty pathetic out the gate i think it was funny um i can see why other people may not find it entertaining but i found him funny uh i've said what i said in the uh in the chat, I guess that was more of a personal reason, but I just felt like it was, it was just funny for me to see. It's like a reflection, you know. I, I feel like for guys like him, like watching this, it's like, oh, look where I was at, and where I'm at in the manga. He gets better. Um, mm. The whole gag is him spending money on holes, so he is a simp. So it's like, you know, <laughs> it's not he's gonna keep doing holes, spending money on holes, but, but, um. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I find it funny. It's in, it's in, he's, I wouldn't say endearing. It's just, it's cool to, for me to like look at that and be like, oh, I can laugh at situations like that. Cause like for me, I was in a similar spot. So being, I never like pay money, like I'm with y'all, but like seeing that, like I feel like it's funny, it's cool, it's a, you know, an entertaining experience nonetheless. So that's why I like him because he's, it's more of a funny aspect. I'm not trying to like white knight him or I'm not trying to like say what he does is right. Cause it's obviously stupid what he's doing and they actually like address it kind of. So, um, and like I was reading it in tandem with like domestic conjo. So I was more 
you know, upset about domestic Conjo in this series. So um, I am looking more like as I'm watching it, I kind of see a little bit more of the annoying stuff, but I, I like them. But uh, that's just it. But th- I didn't like this week's episode, though, because he skipped over some stuff. And the pacing is a lot different from how I read it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to continue watching anime because I'm reading the manga right now. I don't think the chat the chapter comes out on Tuesday, so I'll probably say how I felt about that chapter upcoming week. But the series is okay. Um, the other thing I watched is uh, I don't think I watched anything else. So yeah, that's it for me. Oh yeah, I did watch. Oh, I'm tweaking. I skipped last week. I know y'all Zoro fans mad that I probably didn't talk about that episode, so I'll talk about it this week. Uh, this further proves that Toei is forever in Zoro's camp. It's like solidified because at the end of this, at the end of his fight, they showed the stomach growl, and I know that they were listening to the community because every single Zoro fan was talking about he didn't pass out from the wound. He was hungry and he was poisoned by the fish. So that's why he passed out. And when I watched the episode, I saw how Toei emphasized the stomach growl. It's, 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 it's funny. You love to see it. Um, I saw people saying, like, Zoro's the fastest guy on the crew. It's, it's cool. I like seeing y'all, you know, make a fools of yourselves in the comment section. Y'all had y'all fun. But, like, we all know that they up. I still think page one versus Sanji's better than this. So y'all can have y'all fun. I'm not going to, you know, slander my mans. But, yeah, that's it for me this week. Alright, so <clears throat> for me, uh I guess I'll start with uh reading. I didn't read much except for the usual uh webtoons updates. Um I think oh yeah, um Lord Olympus is coming back August first, so I'm definitely looking forward to or the month of August, I don't know when, but I'm looking forward to that because I love that series. So I can't wait for that. Uh, I need that to be the next. Um, if they go going to the romance genre, I need that and Let's Play to be the first things that they consider for like Crunchyroll originals because those series are really freaking good. Um, playing, uh, so I've been playing. I think the only game I've been playing is Ghost of Tsushima this week. I don't think I played anything else. Uh, I'm gonna have to drop the grade. I said it was a nine, but now I'm gonna have to go to like an eight teetering on seven um just because uh and if you are you know massive people don't worry we're gonna get into xbox slander playstation fanboys so bear in mind these five minutes of of slander towards the holiness that is playstation um especially if you like ghost of Tsushima, you may want to uh skip ahead uh this game is extremely repetitive to the point of annoyance um main story is i um, honestly, aside from, so one thing that upsets me about the main story, and I'm on act two, um, but the ending of act one kind of pissed me off because it was like, for those who've played Super Mario, for Super Mario 2, the lost levels, it's like, you know, the whole, the famous meme, sorry, Mario, your princess is another, is in another castle. It's, it was one of those situations where it's like, oh, sorry, Jin, your uh, Mongol is in another ca- castle. Uh, <laughs> do some more stuff so you can retake it. That upsets me uh, just because it's like, come on, like you could have done something better than that. Uh, 
I mean, the re- retaking the castle thing was cool. It's just that that point was like really. I mean, like you could have had it where like it was like you and I can't believe I'm saying like a Ubisoft situation where it was like with more than one of the Mongol leaders. Uh, but it was it is what it is. Uh, best friend, or I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. Either. But uh, yeah. So that um side quest like the trail said this bootleg batman shit needs to go um the amount of times i had to examine crap that i don't care about track people that i don't care about walk with people i don't care about um saying a whole lot of nonsense that i don't care about just to find out somebody killed themselves or somebody died it and it's like every, it's not like every other, it's like every side quest. I think I did like three side quests in a row where I talked to somebody and they were like, oh, help me avenge my family. Uh, you go back, oh, sorry, the, the person killed themselves. Or help me save my son. Uh, the dad died. Like, I, like it just, it, it's like, it doesn't, and I understand they're trying to go for the whole like, oh, you know, it, you're in dark times. But it's like, it, it's just annoying. It's like, what's the point of me doing these side quests if there's not a really good reward like i don't feel satisfied doing the side quest i get like three silk and like half a legend upgrade like it's 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 like it's pathetic um and like this is this the standard sucker punch for people who play sucker punch games like infamous and the sly cooper that they did they have like terrible mission structures i think this is this game's worst offense is that the mission structures for these games are bad even some of the like the tales like I'm doing this monk's tales, walk with this guy, examine these tracks. Like that stuff is annoying. It's not. It it doesn't immerse me. It doesn't do anything. It's just that's a cutscene. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, all I know, all I'm doing is going to the enemy camp, killing some people. Thank you for saving my life. All right, let's move on. I don't like that. Um. And it's getting annoying. I mean, I'm I do enjoy the game. I love the combat. I love the stealth combat in this game. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, playing because I do. I like to do the ghost style, um, preferable to the the samurai. And I just like strategizing, finding out where enemies are. I like doing that stuff. But the mission structure doesn't really encourage me to really try. And it's like. I I don't I just don't understand like and this is like one of those things where like the community kind of has to keep the same energy because this is the the whole whole thing with Mafia Three a lot of people were like man I love this story this story is really good but the mission structure is trash I need y'all to keep the same energy for Ghost of Tsushima main story's okay combat is amazing but like the mission structure is is terrible it, it's not it's not fun it's not enjoyable. Um, and it just like I'm just at this point. If I don't finish the game, I don't finish the game. Y'all know me. Uh, I'm not gonna. I got too much stuff to do. Um, unfortunately, and I'm not saying that this game is gonna beat Ghost of Tsushima, but Fairy Tale is coming out. So, and I'm gonna, I'm going to play that. It comes out next week. So, if I don't finish Ghost of Tsushima by that time. Um, and I still, I still have to finish Xenoblade. Like I, and for people going like, oh, man, like I have a Nintendo Switch, I still have to finish Xenoblade Chronicles Two. 
I, I'm playing. I'm still. I'm actually still playing Fire Emblem Three Houses because I haven't finished the DLC yet. Um, I made a pact that I was gonna finish the Yakuza games, and I'm still on Yakuza Kiwami too. Like I have, I have way, 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 way too many games to play. So if this, so if my, and I have a, I'm ADHD when it comes to games. My attention span can only go so far. So if I lose interest, trust me, I have no problem. Fun fact, still haven't beat God of War to this day. Um, I I have no problem not playing the game. So, if for those who are like, where you spent my money, my time. Uh, so I, yeah. So I'm kind of like, it, it like like I said, it's like eight teetering on a seven. I'm kind of like in a a bad stance with Ghost of Tsushima right now. Uh, just because I just don't. It's repetitive. It's repetitive nonsense. It's, and I don't like it. Fuck these freaking question marks with fox dens. Like, it's just why? Like, why? I clear camp. I see some question marks. Okay, okay, cool. You know, let me see if some bamboo structures, fox dens. I do like the shrine. The shrine missions. I do like that because it tests like the platforming. The platforming in this game is decent. Um, the haikus are really good because it emphasizes like, oh look, our game is pretty. Um, but like I said before, um, getting pretty can only get you so far. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a really, really like man. Like every time I play this game and I go to a new area, it's like Jesus, this game is gorgeous. If I was rating this game on graphics alone, it would easily be a ten out of ten. Um, but I have to be fair. I am a, I am sort of a game critic. Um, and just because it's Sony does not mean it's, it's holy and that it's perfect in every way, shape or form. I gotta be fair. Um, I still think this game is potential game of the year. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that this game's biggest problem is the mission structure and that's huge when it comes to games like this because it's so much stuff to do that it's like if i it's like definition of insanity i'm doing the same thing over and over and over again with no different results just this time the mom died instead of the sister so that goes to shishima i'm not going to drill on it anymore I, I i want to finish the game but if i don't i don't um so moving on so if for you know for, for the sony fanboys who skipped ahead i I've, I've stopped. I've stopped, you know, <laughs> complaining about the, the most perfectest game of all time because it's made by Sony. Uh, so you can now, you know, stick in your little bow. Um, but on the anime, I watched a lot of anime uh, until the fact that I actually forgot to talk about it last week. Uh, so I watched this series on Amazon Prime because I have it uh, called. Uh, it's what is it called? Uh, Armed Girls. Macavalism. I don't know how it is. I think I saw it just scrolling through the anime section. But it's like, so it's like about this uh, guy who goes into this school that used to be all female, but then they made it co-ed for problem, for problem childs. So like boys who caught, boys who are pretty much delinquents, they go to that school to get, you know, corrected. Uh, and essentially, like they become, <laughs> they've been forced. the The women in the school forced them to dress like females. Um, so the main character, like he goes to the school, you know, he's he's like 
proficient in martial arts. Um, and in that school, there I forgot what they're called, but there's five girls that are like, they kind of run the school and they're like super powerful and they have, a, they use different sword techniques. Like one uses a rapier, one uses a, like a katana, so on and so forth. So essentially the whole premise of the uh, anime is that he wants to, in order for him to leave the school, he has to get um, stamps, like a permission slip stamp from each of the five girls for him to leave the school. So he basically has to go around and fight them, earn their approval, get a stamp so he can go outside. Obviously, this turns into a harem. The girls absolutely hate him at first, but then he beats the shit out of them and they go like, oh, wow, you're powerful. I love you now. Um, but it was pretty cool. It was pretty funny. Um, it was only 12 episodes and it had an OVA. Uh, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely, I don't know if I, I, I mean, I guess whatever it's anime, you could watch it if you want to, especially if you have prime. Um, and that opening slap too. I love that opening. Uh, and the animation was actually pretty decent when they had the fight scenes. So that's that. I also finished because I started this anime a while ago. It's called a chivalry of a failed night. Um, it's, no, it's not the same premise, but it's kind of like, because I, I was watching this Facebook video and they were saying it was like like top 10 anime where the protagonist doesn't show his true colors. I, I don't know, it was some obscure stuff like that. And like both of those animes were on the list. I didn't want, I was like, hey, you know, I might as well check out the first one. So I did. And then the, the second one was one, the Chivalry of Failed Night, which I watched, but I like stopped watching halfway through. Uh, so I finished it. Um, the animation in that, that freaking show is freaking amazing the opening also slaps and the final clash between the main character and this chick um that they call like uh oh right kitty freaking cold as hell like absolutely amazing like it, it was like the way they animated like the the final because it was like kind of like a um, the showdown system in um ghost of Tsushima. so it was kind of like they had like a single strike but the way they did it was so freaking fluent that i was like holy crap and they also it was also one of those things where they played the opening so you already know that that moment is cold any you already know a moment is about to be cold when they played the opening through it so Mm. that was awesome also i'm so sorry zoro fans because i watched that when i watched the zoro scene i was unimpressed so (laughs) you know I'm sorry, One Piece fans. I'm sorry, Zoro fans, but it's blame that show. It's not my fault. I got, exposed London, to, I, I, got, I got exposed to something cooler, and guess what? The main character actually won the clash. So, you know, it is what it is. Ooh, um, that shade. Subtle. So that was that. Um, and I think... Did I watch something? Okay, so I'm going to go through the weekly. God of High School. So I can understand where people were coming from with that, Chris. Um... I don't think I, I'm not mad at it, but I was surprised because the fight with um the dude uh, I forgot his name, but the dude with the baseball bat, yeah, that that was chapters because uh, I remember For like real? and they actually had a cool backstory. They had like a really cool backstory with the dude with the glasses of like why he chose to fight, how he chose his particular fight style, and they 
speed blitz that entire fight. So I was kind of like, uh, I think that like moments like that, you can, I mean, unless you, I mean, obviously you don't want to have like five minutes of backstory, but like, it would be cool to have like character moments because it's like, it kind of makes the fight that much more impactful. Uh, because like when I was reading it, I was like, holy crap, this guy's like the dude with the baseball bat for those who are watching the show and are like, wow, he just kind of dusted on folks. Oh, I would recommend that because I, I honestly, if they do, I have a feeling that they're going to do that for a lot of the fights. They're just going to skip over character backstories and motivations just to kind of fast forward the plot. Um, I would recommend you read those ch- chapters of Webtoons um, just to get more information on those characters because they're really good, cool characters. Um, same thing with the wrestling chick, uh, do with the, the baseball bat and um the other people that that are going to get introduced into the show, even the dude with the um, uh, that uh, Jin Mori that hey, he had like freaking beat the shit out of the dude who was in jail. He had a really he got a pretty cool backstory that they kind of skipped over. So if that's going to be a running theme throughout the show, which I'm not too mad about, just because I I've already read the webtoon, so I know the characters. But if you are somebody who's interested in those characters, you definitely should check out the webtoons to find out more about that. Um, ReZero has been really good. Uh, I I zoned out when she was talking to those peasants. I didn't give a shit about them. Um, definitely don't. You know, she don't need their approval. Like it's it is what it is. I forgot that they even existed. Like to be honest, when they when they were talking about going back to Sanctuary, I was like, why are they going back to Sanctuary? And it was like, oh, because half of the villagers are in there. And I was like, wait, half of the villagers? Like, oh. So I forgot they existed. Um, I did enjoy the interaction between Subaru and uh, the Witch Agreed, um, just because um, how Subaru was just kind of like, you know, I don't care. Like, I, I kind of want to go back to Amelia. Uh, I need to find Sanctuary, and then the Witch was like, "Oh, you want knowledge? Yeah, that's why you, when you want, you're greedy." And Subaru was like, "Yeah, I'm greedy for pussy. Exactly, not for knowledge." <laughs> Uh, so I did enjoy that interaction. I think she's going to be a cool, I think she's definitely going to come back just cause she's like, if you look at the poster for that show, she's like front and center. So she's definitely going to have some, I think we're going to see her next episode because she was talking about the, the trial that he has to go through. Um, so that's that. Um, Simp Tales episode three. Um, this nigga's pathetic dog. I and it's not if I listen. I, I watched a lot of anime, right? And I always thought that Subaru was just a different type of simp, just because it was like no matter what happened, he'd still be a dumbass and do stupid stuff. This guy is twenty years old, dog. You got to get your life together. Uh, if this was high, like I listen. If they took the print, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but if they took this premise and gave him, it put him in high school, I'd be a little bit more understanding of the situation. Uh, but like in college, come on, dog. Like you a whole grown man, bro. Get your, bro, what is you doing, dog? Like this dude is, I, none of the characters except for the, the main female character. She, I, I like her just because she's about her business. Ultimately, I know she's gonna fall in love. Like, it's, she's gonna fall in love with the main character. It's gonna 
it's not going to be about, you know, oh, I'm your rental girlfriend. I want to be your real girlfriend. I know that's going to happen. But I just like the fact that she about her business. She does care about him slightly, but at the end of the day, she, you know, she's like, hey, yo, you better pay me. So I respect that. Everybody else in that show is absolute garbage. Um, the freaking blonde chick, oh, pathetic. Um, the main character is an absolute tool. Um, I, I find him annoying. I find every every moment of him being on the show, every sentence that he says, is like, and like it doesn't to me. I, I see what the show is trying to do, but like. He knows that he's pathetic, so he calls himself out for it. He's like, "Oh, I know, I'm, I know, I'm, I know, I'm like, I know, I'm doing bad stuff and blah 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 blah." Like, "Oh, I hope you can forgive me," but it's like, "Yeah, you saying it like actions speak louder than words." So like, he says that stuff, but then he goes on to do the same simp stuff over and over again, and it's like, I if I'm gonna be exposed to twelve episodes of this, I'm Gucci. Because uh, I don't find it funny. I don't find it entertaining. I just find it annoying. I find it like, I find him to be a static character. And I don't want to see a static character. Because he literally isn't like, I've seen no improvements of him for three episodes. But I will give it this. I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it to episode four. Because I think maybe something's going to, maybe he's going to do something in episode four. But if he doesn't do any, like, but if I get the same, because like I was, I was taking a bath a nice relaxing bath while watching the show and like it broke my it broke my mantra because i was like peaceful and stuff and i'm like yo this dude is so garbage like what i've never met such a pathetic existence in anime my like he's just he's like he's gone beyond just being like a top one simp he's like a top five top ten worst anime character ever in my opinion so like he's garbage um that shows teeter going to trash tier for me. I'll give it one more episode, but if it doesn't, if I, like I said, it's hard to please me. So if I don't, I don't like it, I'll drop it in a heartbeat. So that's that. Um, what else? Oh, just, Oh, um, misfit of demon Academy, the show. Okay. Aside from episode one, the show's actually pretty good. Um, I've been hearing that too. Like, he does have his moments where, like, yeah, I'm very overpowered. But I think the thing that propels it is, um, is the fact that he, he's not so much as arrogant. Like, you can tell he really cared. Like, so the 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 arc that just happened was between the two male, the the two main female characters. They're both sisters. Um. Like it's like some weird magic stuff where like one of the sisters was gonna dispel spoilers uh for those who were watching the show who haven't watched episode four yet. Uh the two they have like this thing that happened where one of them when she was a fetus, they used a magic spell to separate her into two entities. And so that's kinda how um they became sisters. But the way the spell worked was that once um the one that the the one that shouldn't really exist became 15 she would go back into the original host body and like she would become powerful um so the main the other sister was like she wanted she basically dedicated her whole life to finding a way to mitigate the spell so that she can 
survive. But in order to do that, she had to like forcefully kind of persecute her sister, basically treat her like shit. So that way, like the spell that she was working on, it only works if the person rejects her. But, you know, the other sister loved her so much that like the spell didn't work. And then the main character was like, you forget that I'm like super powerful. So don't worry, I'll fix it for you. Um, and he had like a really cool encounter with um, like the God of Time in the in their uh, show where like he was like oh you're just a demon lord you can't defeat time and then he was like what are you talking about i'm i'm a demon lord i can't defeat time so like he literally beat, he literally killed the god of time so it was just because he wanted to revive two sisters it was kind of cool um but it was a really cool emotional moment between the two characters um i enjoyed it and i think in episode five plot is gonna happen so I'm looking forward to it. I, at first, I was like, this show is mid. It's still kind of mid, but like, it's it's entertaining. So I enjoyed it. Um, Fire Force, uh, episode four, I believe we're on. Yeah. I like the episode. I freaking, the, the black dude, the headband, I rock with folks. I will say this, though, episode four it's probably the worst of um, all the four episodes. Not from an animation standpoint, but because they had to do that goofy shit with Tamaki. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot to happen. Just stupid stuff. And, like, that that took me out the episode. So I was like, yo, this sh- I, I stopped doing this Fire Force. She's 15 years old. I don't care if she has big tits. I'm not trying to go to jail. So, so like, stop that stuff. And you gonna do it to anybody, do none. it to- yeah, and you do it. I mean, like, come on, bro. Like, if you go do it to anybody, do it to freaking Habana. Um, and then I don't like the freaking uh, pink haired girl. Oh, uh, the new I don't chick. Know. Yeah, Sakura. I'm going to call her Sakura. Edgy Sakura? Yeah, like, I don't like her at all. She's kind of a trash bin character. Um, she's like a bootleg uh, Soul Eater character because, like, 90% of the Soul Eater cast was like i just want to see the world burn um <laughs> so like i don't find that interesting at all so they the evangelists can have her for all i care um and then you know just give us more uh what's what's his brother's name shin shun so yeah give, give us more of him and less of her so that's that's all i want um and then on to the main thing i've been watching like i said i watched a lot of stuff well, actually, before I get into that, I have also been watching um, Gundam Wing. Uh, that's another like show in the 90s. It's like one of the OG Gundam shows. Um, it's pretty cool. It's like, I think they said it's like one of the mo- more serious Gundam shows. And it is because like it's a lot of politics and freaking war in space and war in the earth and all this other stuff that I... I don't know. It's a cool mech show, though, so I'm watching it. Um, and the main thing that I've been watching is a Kuroko no Basket. I finished all 76 episodes plus the movie. Hey. Um, I love that show. Um, it's really freaking good. Uh, the Shout out to my, my nigga um, Akashi. Akashi highlight tape coming soon. I've been screenshotting a lot of his moments. Um, folks is like he's the best character in that show bar none 
just because from get go he was about that action. He was about to shank Kaka- he was about to shank uh Kagami the first time he saw him just because he was like, You don't talk to me like that. Uh, when they met before, before they met on before they met on the court, he was like, Only people who serve under me have have the right to look at me. And then he told he was like, <laughs> Lower your head. It made that nigga kneel in front of him, dog, and walked off. I was like, okay, yeah, this dude is different. Um, the fact that he, <laughs> the fact that his whole style of basketball revolves around ankle breaking people so that they fall before him. Cole, the fact that, um, and this is this is for the One Piece people. I need y'all to make the theory, but I'm just gonna say that this man is the son. He is the son of both Shanks and uh, freaking Katakuri, because folks has ops. This man literally has observation hockey on the court. He can see the future of plays um, and make uh, on both offense and defense, on both enemies and allies, and make plays But based off of that. And then later on, he gets conquers hockey. And is he just able to just make people fall before him? Like, the man is, like, I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got, um... Is it Kise? Kise, who has like the you know, he's like a copycat, he copies plays, he's cold. Uh, you got um Midoriyama who can freaking shoot threes from anywhere on the freaking court and make a perfect uh, make a perfect shot. You got um Ayomine who basically just plays street basketball, um, is just a real ass nigga. Uh, you, you got freaking. Uh, I forgot dude's name because he has such a freaking weird name. But the purple haired dude, who's the basically nigga. Shaq, <laughs> he literally is Shaq. <laughs> man, his, he's never motivated, <laughs> but he's dominant. Yeah, he's basically Shaq. Uh, and then you got, and I was like, you know, these are some cold characters. Like, I wonder how cold. Like, I was like, okay, Generation of Miracles is pretty, you know, OP. Like, I, I have to wonder, like, what are they gonna do for? you know the the captain of the bunch like Almine and it was like uh let's just take a one piece character and make him play basketball and that's basically what they did with him uh his arc um the fact that he kind of had like dual personalities and the way they tied that into his um him playing basketball his desire to win um and just kind of how much of an impact he had on his teammates not only in Rakuzen but the generation of miracles He's cold. Um, I just really enjoyed his art. Uh, the relationship between Kagami and Kuroku was really cool. Um, the fact that they kind of played this uh, theme of shadow and light where Kuroku used his lack of presence to basically make Kagami do a lot of the plays that he did. The fact that they made Kagami like the like dog, like when when they they I call it Super Saiyan mode, but when they enter the zone, what they call it in that Hell show, yeah, where they just sit there and be like, "All right, fuck it, hey, let's just I'll, I'll just go to play some real nigga basketball." And like, just the the initial class, right when he first entered the zone against um Aomine, and it was just like thirty seconds of them both going all the way across the court, like fast high speed movement plays. I was like, "Yo, this shit is cold." Um. And also the animation style. I got a man. This I don't know when was this show made, Chris? Because uh, this let me go. Let me look it up real quick. I this know. show feels like it was made like within 
recent generation of anime. I know it was like, post-2010. I might want to say... Let's see. Let's Shonen see. Jump. Let's see. I don't care about that. I want to know about them. Anime. Anime came out spring 2012. Yeah, like this show does not look like a show that was made spring 2012. Like, it's so good. The... um. I would definitely say if you are somebody who's into basketball um, and this show is it takes because they do explain a lot of like traditional basketball plays. But the fact that it doesn't take itself too seriously and the fact that like these niggas legit have superpowers on the court. So like, you know, obviously, you know, it's anime. But like if you're somebody who's into basketball, you are going to 100 percent love this show. This is coming from somebody who's um, real life, the only person on earth who's uh, I've been officially like I'm allergic to sports. So like I can't really play sports or anything like that. So like I can't stand the sight of sports, but like I, I watched the show and I really enjoy it. Um, the movie, man, that movie was freaking awesome it because it, throughout the show i was basically going like um i really want to see the generation of miracles like on the same team and like do some cool stuff and that movie was basically like uh a match in heaven it was really great um <laughs> although if you are like super patriotical you know america fuck yeah you're not gonna like that movie. Oh, you're not. You're not. <laughs> you're not at all. You are not gonna like that because that movie basically makes us look like assholes. Because <laughs> uh, the without spoiling too much, the premise of the movie is that um, they took some of the people who played on various teams in Japan, put them in like a street basketball team, and pitted them up against like the number one street basketball team in america america freaking dominated them and then basically at the end they made this huge speech that like y'all suck y'all can't play basketball y'all are monkeys on the court and monkeys can't play basketball um blah 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 and like basically and basically japan was like um yeah, we go get the generation of miracles together, and we we're gonna go, send some uh, kids after y'all. Yeah, we go, we go, uh, we go, we go, murder, we go, murder. Uh, it don't hurt the fact that also like majority of the people on the team was black, and the one who was leading the team was white. So you know, I'm just gonna say, going into that movie, enjoy it when they start playing basketball, because when they start playing basketball and the generation of miracles, I like, all right, it, it's time to go all out. Shit is cold. Um, it was a very bittersweet. It was a very bittersweet ending too, but I did like it. It it fit um, Kagami's character because he said from jump what his dreams were. So I understand. I understand why he did what he did. Um, and also shout out to freaking Kuroko no Basuke having like the best filler episodes. So I think they have. They call it like point five episodes. I don't remember how many there were, but like it wasn't like stupid recap crap. It was like. I think, like, because before they played um, against Kisei and before they played against um, Almine, they would go into, like, a little bit about their backstory when they were in middle school as the Generation of Miracles, kind of to hype up the match. 
Uh, and I enjoyed those episodes too. I especially enjoyed the, I think it was like the four or five episodes in season three where they went into the backstory of the Generation of Miracles to hype up um, Akashi and basically kind of how his personality changed as the Generation of Miracles kept evolving and growing and getting stronger. So it was a really cool dynamic um, in that. And basically how the entire show is basically built up on the style of basketball that Kuroko likes to play. Um, and the fact that the Generation of Miracles from the beginning were like, we're strong by ourselves. We only need ourselves. And so the kind of the theme of the show is basically through basketball, through playing basketball, making the Generation of Miracles go like, you're not the only one on the court. You got to learn how to, you know, do some teamwork. And I like that. It was um, it's a really cool show. I highly recommend you watch Kuroko on Basket. It's 76 episodes, but it's 76 episodes of Flames. Um, and I think the next um, sports anime I'm going to watch is The Prince of Tennis. Uh, just because I remember seeing that when it was on Toonami. And it looked interesting. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for that one. I think after that, I might check out that um, Captain Subasa show since the game is coming out next month. Uh, but yeah, so I've, I've been on a sports anime. This coming from somebody, I said, even said on the podcast, I was like, I ain't gonna, I'm never going to watch sports anime. Um, I'm glad I'm watching it now because there are like, it, it's so good. It's not even, even if you're not a fan of sports like myself, um, just kind of seeing uh, a take on like taking a sports that you may not consider to be entertaining or fun and making it entertaining and fun, uh, you know, while adding anime stuff into it is pretty cool. So um, that's it for me. All right, cool. It means a lot to sit here and can like sit there and watch sports anime because I was slandered. Check the archives, but it means a lot. But uh, Coracle Basketball is definitely one of the best, and I'm going to stand by it. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into news this week. Uh, Sonic, they already announced that the Sonic movie is getting a sequel coming out in 2022. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Until it's 2022, I don't care. <laughs> but it's Knuckles. Muck- Knuckles might be energy. All right, I don't cool. care. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, then it's not much anime news because I'm not even gonna talk about that Butch Hartman shit because I thought looking into it with some bullshit. Uh, a, the black owned anime studio that I talked about a few episodes ago, the Art Shitejo, they did Weekend Snowchild music video, so that's really shout dope. To that. So shout to Black Excellence out here prospering. All right, and gaming, we have a lot to talk about in gaming, but let's get the light stuff out the way. Um, G4 is is looking like it's teasing a comeback to television. I don't know if it's television or they're just going to use YouTube as a platform. Who knows? Yeah, I would definitely say like use a YouTube or a streaming service because people don't be watching TV like that no more. <laughs> Cable's barely a thing now. So I will hope it's a YouTube streaming type thing, which would be really smart. I'm actually for it. Because I was a OG, OG G4 fan before they fused with that. I think it was Tech TV or whatever it was called. And they had... And then I think they got owned by, like, Fox, right? 
Yeah. They started putting a lot of those Fox shows on there. Yeah, a lot of trash. random bullshit. Like, I was a G4 fan when they had shows like Cheat, Sweat, Judgment Day was the review show. Uh, they had this show called Portal and shit like that. Hello, so I was remember when I was watching GT. And this was when they just got owned by Fox, right? So they, yeah. it's like when it happened, they didn't tell nobody. So I was watching G- T- G4, and I was like, yo, I want to see Red versus Blue. Was that Red versus when they? No, it wasn't Red versus Blue. It was when, like, they would do these Halo matches. Like, that was my first ever experience with E-Force, but they would do these Halo matches or whatever the game was. But it was a red team versus a blue team. The one, the comedy one, was, like, legit matches. Yeah, so I was, was like, ooh, I want to watch that. Yeah, they started doing it. And I was a shorty, so I wasn't paying attention to, like, guides and stuff. And then cops came on, and I was like, "Oh, it's cops!" So it ain't, it ain't, it ain't never go. It's, it's not like it's gonna be on all day, bro. When I tell you, cops did not come off, bro. Yeah, it, that it, was that was towards the end of G four. That's when I kind of stopped watching it. G. G. Uh, when I tell you, bro, it was a. It was like, bro, it was like how much they played like freaking Teen Titans go go on Cartoon Network. G. It was like that, bro. It was like a whole. You look at that guy thing. It was nothing but cops, bro. And I was like, well, I ain't watching G. And I never watched G4 after again after that. Not like I was like, oh, they ruined him a game. And I was like, I'm just not about to watch cops deal with a crackhead for three hours, dog. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody good. does. So, but yeah. So, and I was like the tail end of like G4. So, if it do make a comeback in the strictly games, which it should be, but hopefully they go purely YouTube gaming streaming route. That would be the smart thing. And uh, Xavier Woods said he wants to be a host of one of the shows. So uh, they should consider it because he is one of the bigger, well-known gamers out there in terms of celebrity status. So that'd be dope. Uh, but, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Was no more, I think, next year or the, as the year goes by. Um, then uh, if you guys remember, there was a Yakuza game announced during that first Xbox showcase. Uh, Sega said that's coming out for the PS5 as well, which I told niggas was going to happen. So, uh, give my respect. Hold that L. Yeah. Unless, I mean, if you are desperate to play, because the game is already out in Japan. So, if you're desperate to play the game, um, get yourself the Japanese uh, PS, PS4 account. Go on Play Asia, ball out, and get the game in Japan. There you go. Uh, and then before we get into play anime recap and Xbox showcase recap, uh, Cam, go crazy about Shin, Mi- Shin Megami Tensei. So Nintendo had a um, a Nintendo Direct where they were talking about um, third party games that you know from their partnerships and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people were mad because they thought they were gonna Nintendo was gonna announce something big during this direct, um, but. Nintendo didn't hype it up. They weren't like, hey, yo, this wasn't like Xbox. We'll get into that later. They didn't, they weren't like, oh, come through to the Nintendo Direct. Y'all finna get uh, freaking Super Mario Odyssey 2, Metroid Prime 4, uh, all this. No, they were just like, yeah, Nintendo Direct, uh, we're gonna be showing off some of uh, our third party games. And people got mad about that. So, you know, but it is a Nintendo fan base. Um, uh, so, I, for the, for the most part, I didn't really. I think they showcased like the WWE playground. Didn't care. Uh, Then they announced um, two things. Um, So for those who know me, I'm a huge Atlas fanboy. I love, love, love their games. Um, 
Shimigami Tensei. Uh, I got into Persona first, uh, and then I got into the Shimigami Tensei series, uh, and I found out, out, you know, just how baby easy Persona is compared to the actual mainstream title of uh, the series. So I was very shocked. I didn't realize they were going to do Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne Remastered, which is smart. That is the most popular. It's essentially the Final Fantasy 7 of Shimigami Tensei. Um, a lot of people love the game. I consider it the hardest one. I played a little bit of it back in my adolescence, and I got my ass kicked. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that game. I consider it, I honestly consider the Shimigami Tensei series to be the Dark Souls of JRPGs. Uh, just because, and I cannot wait. I honestly recommend a lot of you people who play Persona just to try Shimigami try it um just because in a sadistic way i just want to see how people react to kind of the the predecessor to persona like oh man i love persona you know they got all this style and stuff uh whereas shimmy i mean tensei in persona you know you got morgana telling you this is how you attack this is how you defend this is how you whip out your gun and shoot shimmy i mean tensei they go like i uh here's your first area good luck um, and then to put it into perspective, I think I said this before in a podcast, uh, when I had bought, I bought Shimigami Tensei 4 on my 3DS, um, the very first encounter, they didn't tell me how to play the game, they didn't tell me how to fight, uh, very first encounter I got into, I died, got a cutscene talking about, hey, your soul's in, your soul is in hell now, uh, but we'll revive you though, um, and then I got into a second encounter, and I died again, and they were like, oh, you're back? I'll send you back up though, but it's all right. Uh, but you got to pay for it now. Um, so yeah, that game does not play around. Uh, Shigami Tensei Five also got a teaser trailer. It was it's been announced. Um, Shigami Tensei Five got announced when the, before the Switch came out. I think it was like the E3 before uh, the Nintendo Switch came out, like in the states. And so I forget that was a while ago. So the game has been in development for a long time. Uh, but and it makes sense because, you know, Persona 5 being the cash cow that it was, Atlas was like, well, we're going to milk these idiots dry before we move on to milking our other idiots dry. So that that's kind of why we it's been kind of in development. Not in development hell, but like it's been delayed for so long. Also, I, I think, I, I, don't, I don't remember, but I'm, it might have been also result of when Atlas went bankrupt and then they got acquired by Sega. So that could have something to do with it as well, but that's just theories. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's supposed to come out next year. Uh, so Shimami Tensei five is a switch exclusive, uh, which is to be expected uh, after three, all of the mainline games have been Nintendo exclusives. Uh, so four Apocalypse and now five. Shimigami Tensei three originally came out on the PlayStation two, so that's why the remaster is going to be available on the PS4 next year. Um, so I'm thinking that they're gonna release three first and then five. Uh, I'm looking forward to both of the games. Uh, I've I while I haven't beaten it, I have watched the walkthrough. Uh, and playthrough of uh, Shigami Tensei 3. 
but it's also one of those games where unlike four or unlike five or persona where they have these you know you make one wrong choice and you get a bad ending uh choices in the Shin Megami Tensei franchise matter so there are a lot of, they call them law chaos and neutral paths so typically the law path is like you know you kind of it's it has a very religious uh affiliation with it where it's like you want people to unite under one cause you bring you bring unity through subject through subjugation basically uh chaos is more like anarchy the strong rule where the weak die type of thing and then neutral is more like kind of like let humanity decide for itself what it wants to do um that's kind of like the theme for a lot of the shimigami tensei games after three i don't know about two and one um so it's gonna be a game where you really can choose your own path do you do you um like and they do it through characters so three has it has a lot of characters but the two characters that stuck out to me are the one like your friends at the beginning of the game uh there's this main male character and the female character the female character is like she's the um, the chaos root you kind of through some of the interactions, uh, you find out like that she she had she has this thing where like uh, society is structured where like people she thinks that society society should be structured where people who are stronger rule, whereas people who are weaker follow the strong. And then your male your the your male buddy his his ideal society is people should everybody should do what they want. It's weird. So the way I say it is not how it actually is. Um, it's like he, his ideal society is like everybody should do what they want to do, but not have to be able to achieve that by working with somebody else. It's, it's, weird. it's, it's cool when you see it in the game, but it's weird to explain it out loud. Um, but essentially, like the premise of that game is like the world is like about to end, basically. Uh, and the only place that like you're going to survive in is like this hospital, this creepy ass hospital in the middle of nowhere. So your friends go there because like your teacher told you to go there because apparently she's a part of some like religious cult that knows that the world is going to end that day. So you go into the hospital, you go up to the rooftop to meet your teacher. And then like this freaking beam comes down and basically destroys the whole earth except for the hospital. Um, And then your main character turns into a, a half demon, half human thing. And then from there, you basically the the premise of the game is to recreate the world in your image so that's that and then five looks like it's going to be a similar structure where um essentially you're gonna recreate the world that's every single shimmy game tensei game is recreate the world in your own image so i'm looking forward to those games shout out to nintendo although a lot of people were flaming it because they were like oh oh, we want to see uh this you know first party where's mario where's metroid I'm not mad at Nintendo because they said from jump that this was this is not it. Like the, this is for our third party games and our partnerships that we have on the Switch. So it is what it is. So I'm hyped about it. Uh, for all my Persona fans, I if you have a now I, I don't know if you have a Switch, I would recommend you get it. But I know most of the people who are listening to this podcast probably has a PS4. Uh, so if you play Persona when the three remaster comes out next year 
I recommend you play it because um, it is a very different style of a JRPG, whereas Persona is a lot more. And I, I kind of explained this to Jetro in like a political sense, whereas like Persona is a lot more liberal. It has like it changes a lot through each game. Um, it's very it's like it has a very stylized approach to things, whereas the Shemigami Tensei is very conservative. Where it's like this is how, this is how our games have been, and this is how it always will be type of situation. Um, so, yeah, that's it. All right, cool. So, uh, so on top of the Nintendo Direct, there were another showcase. Uh, Bandai Namco, Namco Bandai, how they want to be called nowadays, had they play anime showcase, and I would say it was a very much a two pack of ass, big pack of ass. All they did announce was DLC. Uh, so if you play what you'll call it, uh, Shinobi Striker, still you get double Sharigan Kakashi. So shout out to you niggas. Uh, and also, if you play My Hero, everybody gets to wear suits now. And also, Natsume is a uh, DLC. So it's pretty much a big pack of DLC. And then who's that? The uh, the chick who uh, builds things. Who's that? The shorty who builds things on My Hero. The uh, oh, I was talking about the support class chick. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot shorty was a thing. But yeah, so. Yeah, right. That big deal. Those, that's the big deal <laughs> about the DLC. <laughs> and she then <laughs> And then they pretty much for that game was it Scarlet Nexus, what the hell it's called? They interviewed Yeah. They did a fake interview with a super fake ass interview. That interview was ass because you, those fan questions wasn't even real fan questions. Let's just keep it real. That was nobody, that nobody asks those questions. I don't care about your inspiration for creating the game. Exactly. Like, especially just, especially when it looks like the character models you use are based off a of sword art online come on now <laughs> hey but yeah so that was that uh overall what i think of it it was horrible uh the people that have hosted were seen scripted uninspired swaggerless especially swaggerless i let Datra take care of the drip that they were that they considered was drip uh, but yeah, it was just very cringy to watch and a waste of time if they were going to sit there and email me and say, hey, make sure you check out the Play Anime event. We're going to have a lot to talk about. I'm like, and you wasted my time. Even though I had a feeling I was going to waste my time, but still, it was a waste of time. Uh, on their end, above all, to me. Anybody want to add anything? Uh, Daytra, I know you have something to say about uh, Dreadhead folks. Wait. Oh, I'm, look, bro. I, I ain't no bully, so I ain't about to. We did that in the comfort of our own PlayStation party. But I will say this: um, you know, everybody come in their own shapes and sizes and things of that nature. <laughs> and as I learned in life, sometimes you gotta wear different size pants and whatnot when you get a little bigger. Um, <laughs> and he wore boot cuts because of his shape. Nothing's wrong with that. But when you put boot cut, cut jeans inside of Jordan Sixes, that's when you have a cardinal sin and a problem. <laughs> and that was folks' biggest problem. Other than the fact that he had a goddamn hat that said band down on the brim and Namco at the bottom of the brim. Like, come on, G. That's like that's like evaporating vagina right <laughs> The fact that you still got what the type of hat that you buy at a beauty supply 
on your on your, on your noggin, and then you decide to do that. And he like, bro, he looked like my English teacher, but like it was, it it's a very it was a horrible conference. Folks have some Osiris's on different colors. Now we're gonna break that down into two parts. Don't wear shoes that's different colors uh, if you're over the age of like freaking thirty, and two. <laughs> Don't wear Osiris's. Like I'm not, I'm not like a fashion fanatic, but like Osiris is for people who, you know, got a hit list of their school classmates and stuff like that, bro. Like, that's who it's for. Um, other than that, the shit, the whole thing was garbage. The um, the uh, the chick, who, like everything was so scripted. So when the uh, Kakashi thing came up, and the chick was like, "Ooh, Kakashi, that's my man." I'm like, "Yo." If you gonna say something like that, you can't have it be scripted because you just gonna be super duper cringe. And then they had like the mods in the chat, so you couldn't flame the you couldn't flame nobody or they abandoned you most likely. So like it it was such a it was such a um sad situation. Um all in all <laughs> the funny thing is Xbox stuff sucked, but I would say a waste of time was that guy. Like Xbox stuff sucked, but at least it was it was something that it wasn't a complete waste of time. Cause you made jokes, you made you you find, people probably saw games that they'd be like, oh, that's interesting, because it's gonna eventually come to PlayStation. But that 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 anime play or whatever it was called was the biggest waste of time I ever experienced in watching a, a, a con. And I don't even know why I watched the full thing, to tell you the truth. Probably because Chris is in the party with me, and then we enjoy talking about bro with the band Dynamco Brim. But, like, <laughs> other than that, that brim, it, it didn't make sense. So hopefully they don't ever do it again. Um, and I know I'm all for, like, the end of like things like E3 and more emphasis on people doing their own things, um, especially why Big Cove out here putting in work. But um, like never again will I ever, ever probably sit through that unless because people was on Twitter and this is my last thing. People was on Twitter because I didn't even know this play thing was coming out. People was on Twitter, man. I can't wait till they talk about Fighters Next DLC through this conference. I'm like, that ain't happening, bro. Oh, is we gonna see what what the next Dragon Ball Z game gonna be through this play anime thing? No, fam. Like we're not even look like bro. We're not getting another Naruto game. Look like Shinobi Strike is gonna be there for the long haul. So it's just a whole bunch of hoopla. I I feel sorry for anybody who went through that. Um and yeah, don't ever watch. I'm I'm never watching that again. I hope nobody else would too. Yeah. Uh. Cam, did you watch it? I don't remember. If not, I watched it uh, vicariously through uh, Dead Trail. Um, <clears throat> I already know, like once we once we really get um, like popping uh, with the no chill media stuff, uh, you can already go ahead and uh, blacklist me then, because uh, uh, <laughs> like straight, 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 straight ass cheats, bad dog. Like y'all, it's just. You never. It's like in haiku, right? And I'm gonna I'm use an anime reference. This, this is how bad y'all. I'm gonna use an anime reference to make y'all realize just how cringe y'all are when it comes to anime. It's like a haiku when, um, Karasuno fought against uh, Al Bahai, and um, the dude 
who did that really cool spike that I put um, in the, on our Twitter page with a good animation. His whole thing was that he was always surprised by uh, Hinata and uh, Kageyama with the two main characters of Haikyuu. So he was like, it's like during their final game, before they went up against Shiro Torizawa, he said this one line. He was like, honestly, you know, Hinata never ceases to, uh, he never ceases to amaze me. And that's what I can use in reference with you, Bandai. You never cease to amaze me with how garbage you are when it comes to PR. Hire somebody else. Because you do a terrible job. Um, the fact that you wasted time, energy, effort, money into making a, a showcase. We're talking about DLC for games no one gives a shit about. My Hero uh, Once Justice 2, dead. One Punch Man, uh, a game nobody cares about, dead. Shinobi Strikers, dead. And you and your DLC for Shinobi Strikers with Kakashi with two Shuringas when he's already in the game. And then you had the nerve to put in an ad. And I played this game. I like it, right? Uh, a, the mobile game for One Piece Treasure Cruise. That's not something you do. It's just not. You could have used this to showcase not only Scarlet Nexus, um, not that fake-ass uh, interview stuff where it's like, what's your inspiration for a game? Blah, 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 blah. No one cares about about that like show me gameplay show me some uh, like a, a decent little you know gameplay trailer something to get me hyped about this game and then showcase stuff like uh tales of your rock tales of arise uh the game that you announced at e3 like years ago um now stuff like that but like dedicating most of your show to dlc of dead games really showcases just how out of touch you are when it comes to your fan base, when it comes to the world of gaming, like you're just, you just never learn. And honestly, you never cease to amaze me on that point. So it's like in a weird sense, I'm looking forward to the next time you do something like this, just so I can see if you can one up yourself. Like, can you one up your stupidity? Can you one up your cringe? Like I, it's like a it's like a drinking game at this point, and it's like I really want to see where it ends. So you know, shout out to y'all for that. Um, I'm already knowing. Like, uh, I, I mean, I support y'all games. Like, well, no, nah, Fairy Tale was Koei Tecmo, so that's not y'all. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I did buy that trash ass Sword Art Online game, so I support. I I I support y'all in some ways. So like I mean, but if you choose to blacklist me, I mean I don't care. Like I'm gonna still the thing is if you ever choose to partner up with me just because I'm black and I like anime and that's kinda like how y'all like to, you know, advertise y'all stuff is with black anime gamers, uh just know that you are gonna get like if you do some stupid stuff, you are I'm gonna slander your ass on camera. Uh so like it is what it is. Um you're trash, you've always been trash, and uh fuck man Nimco. Keep it real. So next we have the Xbox showcase. Um, so let's give some backstory because last week we said that Xbox mm-hmm. like is wasting everybody's time with this new system. So then we fast forward and we get the showcase. We already going in knowing we're not getting no major new exclusives at all. So 
I, I, I missed like the first half of it. So I missed Halo. Oh, by the way, Halo's open world now, by the way. Uh, but everything I saw was very utterly disappointment. And I was just like, you niggas is hyping up specs in 2020, G. And if that's the case, just get a PC. And all them games that I saw said on the PC as well. Especially the games that look good. And also the games, Some ga- a lot of games also did say Xbox uh, One. So you got to hold that. So it's, it's hilarious to the kid. That's just... I'm just keeping it real to me, but uh, I'll let one of y'all go ahead from there. Okay. One of y'all. Uh, so so Alright, so <clears throat> let me get my voice ready for this. Because, um, like I said, I slandered Sony, so it's only fair that I slander Xbox. We um, keep the energy consistent here. So Alright, Xbox fans, um, it's over. Like, I don't, I tried, I tried. We tried to give y'all a chance. Like I said, when we recorded the initial, um, our reactions and thoughts on the the Xbox uh, showcase, like in February or whatever it was, I was like, I was like, you know what, we're going to give you guys a chance. Y'all said, and you know, Initially, it was July. They rescheduled it to... Initially, it was early July. They scheduled it to late July. So it was like, you know, we could give y'all a chance in July to prove y'all selves that y'all ready for this next generation. That's what a lot of us were saying. Yep. Uh, because y'all are so y'all were so quick to get on Sony's case. So quick to, to try to slander the PS5. But they've been looking good in the light. Um, for, for PS5 PR-wise, they've been doing a great job of going like yeah you should buy a ps5 um now thursday i was like you know what uh now obviously you know we're gonna get something on halo we know we're gonna get something on forza just because that's that's like the only two games y'all seem to have um and you know you first showed us you showed us some halo gameplay and i'm gonna keep it thoroughly a hundred percent G really with y'all. That shit looked boring as heck. Like complete mid sauce. I was looking at that. I was looking at that gameplay trailer going like there's nothing exciting going on. There's like no music playing. These enemies are bullet sponges. Like there's there was nothing interesting about that Halo gameplay. It looks super tame. It didn't even it didn't even look like a next gen game. It did not. It just it looked like into the into the point it isn't. Because this game is coming out on the Xbox One. But Ken, let me let me cut you off for a quick second. Somebody posted screenshots of the I think Halo two or three, I forgot which one. And like especially the specific enemies they showed the little gorilla based enemies. They looked more detailed on Halo two and three. Oh yeah, I saw them pictures. I saw the meme pictures too that was going around about like some of the, the screenshots they had of the game. Uh yeah. And a lot of people's theories were, like, confirmed. After that Halo showcase, we were like, this is probably the only gameplay we go get, right? 
and it was. <laughs> all we got was Halo Infinite. Um, or all y'all got was Halo Infinite because I'm not getting that shit. Um, and and it, it's pathetic. Uh, shout out! I, I didn't watch the stream by myself. I watched uh, Black Okage's. Uh, he was streaming the event. I because to keep it a buck, like I probably would have checked off, checked out after like that last the, that freaking uh what's that freaking visual knob the, the um interactive game Blackjack. uh no the freaking uh life is strange the, mm. that life is strange game like i would have checked out after that because like none of those games none of them were interesting to me at all like for the horror fans, maybe I can see medium, but guess what? That's multi-platform. It's coming out on PS5 and I think PC too. So it's like a lot of the games that people were interested in are coming out on the PS5. So it's like, thanks Xbox for making me reaffirm that I want to get a PS5 and I don't want to get an Xbox. Uh, it doesn't help the fact that you shot yourselves in the foot before this press conference by saying that there wasn't going to be any true Xbox Series X um, first-party exclusive games for a while after its launch, um, and that most of the games that people are hyped about that are coming out, like Xbox One, or like uh, Halo Infinite, are coming out on the Xbox One. So again, um, there's no point, and that's just going to be a thing you're going to be hearing a lot when it comes to the Xbox Series X. There's no point in getting that. Um, you wasted time <laughs> like in bandai namco's case it's to be expected because it's bandai namco and their shit but mm-hmm. you're um you're microsoft you gotta bring something to the table like especially after like the sony conference was it like a huge like oh my god this is like you know 10 out of 10 amazingness no but at least they showed stuff that made you go like I think I might want to get a PS5. Uh, it doesn't even hurt the fact that a lot of people who are Xbox fans who saw this press conference was like, wait, that's it? Oh, okay. I guess I'm going to get a PS5. <laughs> like, uh, it's just, it's sad. The um, the announcement of Obsidian Studio with the freaking, the fact that you announced DLC um, was like, wow, okay. Um <laughs> The Outer Worlds DLC, they're making a, a Skyrim to basically go like F you Bethesda. First we made a Fallout, now we're gonna do Skyrim, but it was just a CGI trailer that I didn't give a shit about. And it's coming out on the PS5 too, so again, no point. Uh Fable. Now I know a lot of people are hyped about Fable. Um I call Fable like the RP the Far Cry the Far Cry fantasy RPG mm. because Keep it a buck. The only good Fable game was two. Ooh. Keep it a buck. Three was garbage. I, I I don't even think I don't even want somebody to tell. Three was garbage. Three was absolute trash. Uh, so three, don't even start with that. If I believe and right, two three was the reason why people stopped caring about the series. Yeah, three was like who cares? Like two was the best one. It's like Far Cry. It's like Far Cry. Three is the best one, and everything else is just like. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, like I guess you know, you're hyped about Fable, cool, 
uh but just don't forget that like there's only really one good fable game <laughs> and it was two uh but yeah so like i and again it was a huge cgi trailer we don't even i don't even think the game is like in real development right now so it's like i i don't care it's like again when chris said that the sonic the hedgehog movie's coming out in 2022 i don't i don't care um uh, so yeah, and again, I mean, I think this is a, a topic that we really need to talk about because a lot of people, a lot of people, there's still some people in the camp, but a lot of people are starting to move away from it. Is the fact that CGI trailers don't do shit anymore when it comes to uh, announcing video games, just because it's a mirage. Like what you see in that trailer is most definitely not gonna uh, replicate real uh, like real gameplay experiences point in case just take a look at all the elder scroll online cgi trailers for the freaking <laughs> skyrim trailers Any those game trailer. those do not reflect real gameplay experience at all so it's like when i see stuff like the fable trailer or that um obsidian trailer for their skyrim knockoff I don't care because it's like it's not real gameplay so it's, what am i getting excited i mean it's coming out cool but like you know i need i need a bit more um so yeah uh all in all this was and they said that they're gonna i just we're so close to the launch period where it's like this this was it xbox like they said that they're gonna have more, um, they're gonna have another showcase. But like, this was the time for y'all to go. Like, all right, y'all, enough is enough. We got clowned hard for when we did that initial um, showcase, uh, that initial gameplay showcase. So this is the time for us to really step our game up and really show y'all that we really want y'all to invest in an Xbox Series X. We really want y'all to to side with us on this next upcoming console generation. And you didn't do that. Um, I'm not even going to bother to give this a rating because it was just that bad. Um, Again, all y'all had was Halo. Like, that's it. Uh, Everything else that, like, got, like, majorly hyped revealed is like not coming anytime soon like fable or it's coming on the ps5 or pc so it's like again what's the point um and do and do me a solid xbox uh hire somebody to tell phil spencer to shut up and stop talking because he every time he says something is at the detriment of hyping up your console like this man really this man at the beginning of the year he was like our only true competitors are Amazon and Google um the future of the future of gaming is in cloud gaming while you're trying to use this year to hype up your hardware uh you you then you say some goofy stuff like there's not going to be any real first part first uh first party exclusives for the Xbox Series X for a while after its initial launch like you just need to like stop talking and let your PR handle PR, and you just sit behind and sign checks. Uh, but that's that's all my thoughts on it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too mad and like super slander it just because at this point it seems that once again Xbox 
is not getting the picture. Like they were really good with the Xbox 360. They got, but then they got complacent with the Xbox One, and now they're even further sliding down that hill. And they're just giving Sony alley, just constant alley oops, just going like, "Thanks, thanks, thanks, thanks." I, so many people are going like, and I know there's some people who are memeing, but there are like, when it comes to kind of like mainstream gamers that don't care about the nitty gritties of you know when it comes to console you know, first party exclusive third party exclusive shit like that they don't care about that they just want to play video games a lot of people are just going like i'm just gonna get a ps5 call it a day so uh that's all my thoughts on it all right uh Daytra, you want to go next it'll be quick uh i came in halfway because i forgot um, didn't know that Halo was gonna be open world, but I knew though I do know it's gonna be live service, so it's gonna be kind of like a Destiny situation. Uh, have fun with that. Um, uh, I have no idea what else to say. There's a lot of new games that I won't play, uh, and it's not because of what my console allegiance stands. It's just because I had no interest in them. There was nothing that broke the mold or. That'd be like, man, I got to get this game. They got to eventually get something that's theirs. There's something other than Halo and Gears, right? They got to get something. And for I don't know who plays racing games other than Chris. Um, I haven't played a racing game seriously in a long time. I don't understand the whole concept. They need, and I can't heed you. This is not necessarily like a casual game and conversation. This is more of a people who's getting into the realm of like dealing with video games and, and like what makes it grow. But they need a Japanese title. They do. Bad. They do. Bad. Those Fancy Star. Gee, like, I guess. But Fancy uh, Star is PC and they had one. They uh, Scalebound. Scalebound was going to be a Japanese game. Uh, it was made by Platinum Games. It's going to be like kind of like a Monster Hunter slash Devil May Cry thing, and they canceled it. They need that, because if, if like, look, bro, if gamers' mindset in Furler, if they're not, mindset is all about hardware, then they got a chance. And it would be not necessarily, it's not like a, a big, like, console wars is so minuscule than it was back in the OG days yeah. that they're going to make money regardless just because they have guaranteed fans. If you are a guaranteed fan of Xbox, you nothing's going to stop you from buying that game, bro. You're going to cop it. Nothing will stop unless all your friends go that way. And I still think you're going to cop. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's how that goes. Uh, but um, for anything else, like, I, I don't like, man, I ain't. And I ain't peep. I was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at this stuff, man. Um, uh, and I, it just wasn't. It just won for me. That's that's all I got to say. It won for me. I, I tried. I tried. Like I was like, ooh, Fable. Uh, like I said, I played a Fable game. And I was a shorty. I didn't get past the first village. I just wanted to try that again. <laughs> so, uh, who knows, man? Who knows what else is going to be? I'm just waiting for that thing to make our jaw drop. That was like Spider-Man. That was like Ghost of Tsushima. I want to see that that game that does that. Because necessarily, like, you can say, oh, Sony does it too, God of War, things like that. All right, we had that conversation. 
But I want to see that game that's going to be like, all right, bro, I got to play this. And I have yet to see that yet. Yep. And that goes back to the classic narrative. Oh, wait, DC, I, I don't know if you watched it, but did you want to add anything? Nah, I didn't watch it. All right, cool. But it goes back to the classic case of that Xbox has no games. It's we we try to games. play some games. And that's one thing Xbox don't got. Xbox ain't got games. It ain't got games. Shit. What? what? Shout the chat water, G. <laughs> that video came out when 360 came out. That's how long ago it was. And that's, and, and that's prime. Like, if you want to say anything about, like, because like, eventually I do want to have the conversation about like gaming consoles throughout the generations. Xbox 360 was like that was it. Because like even though I love the PS3, PS3 initially was not good. Yeah, it was not. It, I just, agree. it didn't go. And Xbox 360 was dominant throughout like most of the console generation until the Wii was like, hey, look, we're Nintendo. We have party games. Suck my dick, Xbox. Um yep. But it was the it was the dominant fact because like mainly you know people don't do don't really put Nintendo in the console wars even though I really think they should because Nintendo is fucking dominant but that's another conversation for another day uh, but it's mainly you know PlayStation versus Xbox and 360 was like legit the like oh snap if there's any time you're gonna switch from Sony camp to Xbox camp it was during that generation and people even people then were like eh, you know what I'm saying like. I like your services. I like your UI, but what, what about them games, though? Yep. And now it's like now it's even more evident as you know Xbox One came out. Now as we get into Xbox Series X, y'all ain't got no games. You don't. You got Game Pass. It's just really games. good, but y'all ain't got no games. Exactly. Like it's it's one of those like you did it to yourself. And I think the success of the 360 made them drink their Kool-Aid a little too hard. Yep. And it's really unfortunate situation that you struggle to get game developers to say, hey, we're going to give you some really quality exclusive games. and Or even like their first party developers to Sony, where it's just like, you know Sony, no matter how, no matter how you feel about Last of Us, but Naughty Dog continues to give them quality exclusive titles. Yeah. Sucker Punch continuously gives them quality. Like, and when I mean quality, I ain't gonna sit there and say game changing, but at least quality first party titles where you're Games that's like, like even if you think it's mid, you're still gonna buy it and play. Exactly. It's solid. Like, I'm not gonna sit there and say Sucker Punch literally is like top tier like Naughty Dog or uh the people who do Ratchet, Insomniac, but they at least give you something. Sit there, be like, "All right, that's a solid seven. Like Infamous, always solid seven. No matter how you feel about Ghost of Tsushima, whether it's a seven to a nine, depending how you feel, all are good games. They sit there, be like, "No, I'm gonna buy this goddamn game." Xbox continues to give us the same shit. Halo, Forza, Gears, to the point where it's just like, "Gee, what it's more can you give us?" And that doesn't sell. At least to the average person that shouldn't be selling, to me at least, like somebody who at one point didn't mind having all all PS, the PlayStation, the Xbox, and Nintendo. 
Now, to me, I'm very comfortable just getting a PlayStation and a, and a Switch or a Nintendo, whatever. I'm fine. So, that's, Xbox needs to get out their own ass. And, and then the fan base, just, I'm tired of just hearing specs. I'm tired of it. Because in an era of gaming that we are in now, PC shits on anything if we're going to sit there and talk about specs. And will. PS5 and Xbox Series X are already outdated. Exactly. And, they ha- and they're not even out yet. Already outdated. So, like, you, you can sit there. I don't, I don't even, like, I'm not even a gaming PC type person. But, from jump, outdated. But even I can sit there and say you could probably get a, a PC around the same price, whatever those would be. And it will look, give you the way better specs. Yeah, if you if you know if you know your websites, not, not not even from like an illegal, like if you legit know your sites, you know your sources, you can get a really freaking good performing PC that's better than the PS5 and Xbox One with the amount of money that you would spend on those consoles. Exactly. But the point that we're getting consoles is one, a little bit easy easier access to get to accessibility. Accessibility and also different games that should be exclusively just for those consoles. Because, yes, I could get Madden or 2K on a PC, and it should look better. Keyword, should. Or optimize to play better. But at the same time, I know there's going to be a big... Like, if you play multiplayer games, it's going to be a bigger market to play on a console than it would be on a PC for majority games like Call of Duties, the Maddens, the 2Ks, the multi-platform shit. But I also want my exclusive titles. Sony gives me exclusive titles. Nintendo gives me exclusive titles. And also people saying when well, Nintendo gives you the same shit. I have never complained about a Legend of Zelda game a day in my life. They give us the same stuff, but they always up the ante. Super exactly. Mario Odyssey, uh, freaking amazing game. Uh, Breath of the Wild, you compare that to any other Zelda game, it is a huge, huge, it's a different huge game. step up. It's huge step game. up. Xenoblade Chronicles, um, <clears throat> Fire Emblem Three Houses, Nintendo, as much as people like to clown Nintendo, and like I said, I really want to have a discussion on this, as much as people like to clown Nintendo as far as like, oh, you know, it's for babies, it's a family thing, Nintendo has heat, and they yep. always have heat, bro, always when it comes to their con, their consoles may be the worst performing out of all three, but to be honest, if I'm looking at it, even compared to uh, PS4, Nintendo's library, the Switch especially, is freaking amazing for first-party games. Always. Always, because Nintendo does what they do. No matter what, they know it. They know their bag and they stick to it. As long as the shit optimized and it works, they're satisfied. While with Xbox, you can't even get that. We have yet to see anything creatively new. A new IP come from Xbox in years that has, and we're talking about new that is consistently talked about. Now, even with even Nintendo, we could sit there and say, like, hey, but like, shoot, we could sit there and say a few games, at least they came out over years that are kind of new. Astro Chain um, was freaking amazing. That was the first, that was a, that was a Switch uh, exclusive. Yep. Um, like, Hey, and this the thing is, Xbox did have quote unquote unique games for the Xbox One. It was just shit. Yep. <laughs> sea of Thieves, uh, Sunset Overdrive, 
those games were new IPs, but nobody talks about them. Rise, Son of Rome, like a lot of the freaking games that Xbox has, they just don't promote. They don't promote them like Halo. They don't no. promote them like Forza. They don't promote them like Gears of War. And then because of that, they fall short. So like these these 13 game companies that Xbox bought out, that Microsoft has bought out, and they keep bragging about it, like they need to come through because looking at it initially, right, if you want to do the whole console war thing, I honestly, if you ha- if you are decide, and I'm talking about for both sides, and this isn't me being a Sony fanboy, like legitimately in terms of overall value of what you're getting, of what you're going to get and what you're getting at launch, PS5 is better. It just it just is. Because guess what? I'm saying that as far as the next generation, because if you're on the Xbox side and you have an Xbox One, you already got the Series X. You got Game Pass, so you're going to get... And they said this during their stream, every game that got um, announced or teased is going to be on Game Pass, and you can play it on your Xbox One. So you already have the Xbox Series X. So if you want to get a next-gen console just because you want to get a next-gen console, get a PS5. Hell, get a Switch too. Might as well. If you ain't got a Switch. So Switch Lite, get, like, there is no rhyme or reason if you have an Xbox One or you have a PC to get an Xbox Series X. So, and like this is a this is like a way worse situation than the Xbox One because with the Xbox One with their DRM BS, at least after that they did a decent job of promoting um, some software things that made you want to get an Xbox One. Not this this turnaround. There's like you if you have an Xbox One, you have an Xbox Series X. So like it's just. To me, it's just mind-boggling how they're handling this situation. Exactly, it's 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 sad. It's it's a really sad, unfortunate situation. For because it's just like, do you really care, or do you think like you could just sell your sell yourself the way that they're selling themselves, and think people's going to buy into it? Because if, uh, if somebody gives a damn about the. they're potentially going to spend this holiday season. If I'm somebody that was like Xbox uh, Gun Co, I'd be questioning that. Then you also have to consider COVID fucking up the economy. So a lot of people. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. We're in a freaking pandemic. (laughs) People are stingy with their money. So it's like if they really don't see a reason to buy it, they're not going to buy it. (laughs) Exactly. Like I'm not about to go outside, potentially catch COVID. To buy a system that potentially I'm not going to be satisfied with within year one. Or at least keep me occupied during year one. So it's it's a goofy ass situation they put themselves into. And at this point, like even I wasn't really going to get an Xbox either way. But like even if I was to say decide to sit there. Like just like, for the oh, sake of the podcast again. Yeah, let me get an like- Xbox. I'm like no, like I, I get an Xbox One. I get X, yeah, exactly. I Honestly, I'm, I, I'm considering that. I'm gonna just get an Xbox One. I'm gonna start access to most of these games. And cool. I, yeah, I just get your game pass, and I, I'm I'm already playing a lot of the games that you've announced are hyped up for the next year. 
Exactly. And speaking of which, uh, Microsoft fake announced, I guess, I don't know how true it is, but they announced that they're getting rid of the annual uh, Xbox Live membership. So, huh. I don't know how true it is, but I saw an article that did state that. If that is as true as, as, as the article stated, they're forcing you to go either a monthly or three months. They're trying to get more money from you, basically. Yep. I think I actually I think it's um actually I think it's it's just more on the the Xbox Pass situation, the Game Pass. It's mm-hmm. good for the X. I don't know how it's gonna go over the Series X, whatever that thing called. But as good it is, because that it is a very good. If you are a gamer, bro, I'm keeping it buck with you. That pass is extremely good because there's always yeah. a bunch of free games and I think a bunch of sales too, like getting games for like a dollar and stuff like that. So it is a very good, like when you see, I think I was over at Isaiah crib and I saw all the games that he, like he potentially could have had for just having that game pass. And it wasn't like games from two years ago. It was things like Monster Hunter, Iceborne, things. He just had a bunch of freaking games that you can play. It's a really good God darn service, but I don't know how that's going to go with the series X in terms of, you know, um, uh, how they gonna deal with that while replacing a gold membership? If you just gonna strictly, if the Xbox become just a streaming service for video games, so yeah, but yeah. So I don't know, man. Xbox is, a little, is looking a little really funny to your boy G. Like I don't know what Microsoft plans purpose is with this generation, and is not looking good at least to the the consumer eyes at least to me so you did to yourself that's all i can really say uh anybody else want to add anything before we move on nope they pathetic all right cool so let's go ahead uh we can't dang we kind of like we can't even do the uh what you'll call it this week well hopefully we'll do the main discussion next week but we got some clowns out here all right man so my clown goes to i really didn't even think my clown out this week microsoft in itself has been a clown uh but i'm gonna go ahead and give my clown to uh lou will uh i hate to do it to you dog but bro you had the chance to leave the bubble for family reasons because your some a family member died, but my nigga, you had one job, which was go to that funeral and leave and go back to the bubble. But you just cost the Clippers probably the most important game in your bubble, which is against the Lakers right, right now, G. Now because you wanted to go to Magic City, G. You went to Magic City to see some strippers, G. Now oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like G, I understand it happens, bro. Like look. That for some goofy little reason, Mickey Mouse did not want the, some grown ass men to have strippers. Like you can get your hair cut, but you can't have no strippers. But bro, you come on, bro. At least don't get caught. You got caught, and you got tagged by a dude named Jack Harlow. I don't know who he is, but that man literally got you caught up. But you did it to yourself. I don't care how good Magic City food is, you did it to yourself, my brother. And now you're looking stupid. And Doc Rivers is mad at you. And Doc Rivers from Chicago. So he's going to flame your goofy ass. 
But bro, you did to yourself. Hold that L, my brother. That's my clown. I don't have a I don't double up this week. I I shoot, I don't got one. I haven't this I got has been two. a very fast week for me. I got two. All right, go crazy. I um my first clown goes to Butch Hartman. I actually looked into some of it, not a lot, but I looked into some of the stuff he did. And as a fellow artist, the fact that um you perpetuate or you build up this persona as like this god of art and that your way is the highway you have these like really bold statements about things and come to find out that you don't pay your artists you don't shout out people that have helped you be successful with just successful shows um i don't like that at all i think that's kind of behavior i also found out i don't know if this is true or not but like he was um like apparently he had like an animation for a show that he was trying to like pitch and he had this one artist named Kuro animated for only a thousand dollars and it was like apparently like that was really really low for the amount of work that he wanted to do the artist still did it and he didn't pay him so that's fucked up um he also had like a little like fundraising thing for this channel so that it's like a family friendly channel where you can have family friendly cartoons or shows that he could put out on there. And he raised like around 300K or something like that. And I was like years ago. And apparently like all that money went to nowhere like that program, like you can't hear anything about that program. You don't know anything about it. And then he came out and said, oh, I only just wanted it so I could put like uh, Christian propaganda on there. It's not what he, uh, like, it's not what he said it was gonna be. I don't have any problem if you're going to make it a Christian centered, you know, show like I'm not, I'm not upset about that. But like, if you tell people that you're trying to do something you want support and it's not what they put their money towards, I can see why they're upset about that, but he's just really indifferent towards it. So like that dude is just a clown and like people dragging him all for it. Cause I don't like people like artists. We are, it's already pretty hard to find a career to get a steady stream of income for the amount of work that we put into our, you know, artworks, that's disrespectful, though. Like, I don't rock with that. And then my other clown goes to the editor from One Piece. It's not the one that was happening up last week. It's actually a different one. And the chapter that he said that made him cry is is actually the chapter after the one that's coming out this week. But nonetheless, stop saying that because you ruined Whole Cake. Well, he didn't ruin Whole Cake Island, but, like, they did this back in Whole Cake Island where they said something drastic is going to happen and nothing happened. I think it was just the ship being fake blown up by Big Mom where you just saw the flag in the water. Like, that was oh, yeah. it. So you could really deter and really, like, sour the mood. Because these past chapters have been really good. You don't need to say that. Because now that you said you're going to cry, I'm going to read the chapter and I'm going to expect. Now, um, now, my, <laughs> now I'm looking at it through a, a, a microscope. Cause like exactly. I said before, if I don't get emotional or I cry during after the, the two weeks chapter, I'm finna roast it. I'm for real. <laughs> Me too. I'm a roaster too. That's I just don't like that. Let one piece be one piece. You don't have. To, I understand you need to hype up chapters, but don't hype up the chapters. Hype up the volume releases or hype up like you could hype up the anime. Like you could hype up something else. Um, you could do it in different ways. You didn't have to do it that way. 
and they keep doing that because they know the, how the community is. It's toxic, and we're going to have buzz. We're going to have discussions about it. And at the end of the day, we're all going to read it still. So there's no reason to do that. You're just stirring the pot just to stir the pot. Or you're just dick riding Oda. Either way, I don't like it. So that's my clown for the week. Those are my clowns for the week. Respect. Um, I don't have a clown except uh, Van I Namco and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I, I co-signed that. Also, uh, I just remember my other clown. That sneakers app, G. Uh, well, honestly, people who still use sneakers app. So, a little background knowledge to this. Sneakers app is how Nike uses is the app they use for big releases. And uh, this past weekend, the Latin King mics came out, and also <laughs> the Off White Jordans for women. Uh, so I guess this week a lot of women learned how trash that app is, and it was just comical to see people get mad that they didn't get this shoe, and that is currently on resale on Goat and uh, StockX for like a little over, almost close to 10k. It's hilarious, but uh, it's hilarious that you niggas fell for the jig. Uh, just know y'all was also trying to cancel Virgil Abloh uh three weeks ago for Pop Smoke, and also for uh giving somebody a Virgil. And now y'all tried to buy that off-white shit. It's hilarious to see the to change. Y'all some clowns for that, G. But I understand. Those mics did look decent. But I'm not that goddamn stupid. But hold that L. Sneakers app, hold that L. Because y'all some clowns. And Nike, y'all hilarious for getting these niggas hyped hopes up like that. But those are the clowns for this week. And special message from Shaky. fuck is you talking about? It's your goofy ass somebody here, Joe. These clowns out here, G. So, but... We appreciate you guys for listening. As always, make sure you follow us on The Black Otakus at Twitter, at The Black Otakus. Greatly appreciate any feedback, of course. Uh, make sure whatever streaming platform you listen to us on, uh, hit that uh, hit that follow, subscribe button. It'd be greatly appreciated. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. That'd be like, I, I notice that type of stuff. Hit, give us a review, rate it, whatever. It'd be greatly appreciated. Also, follow the You Tweaking Media Instagram page because that's how you're going to f- find out when all the episodes drop now. Uh, not just off the Twitter, off the Black Otaku's Twitter page, but for the Instagram-wise. You just want to see shit. That's a good way to see it as well, plus content and clips of the episodes. But we appreciate you guys for listening, and peace. Peace out. Peace out.